Daily Gay Face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon. I am here this morning with Lou Blasey, and um, it's four days away from Christmas. Hanukkah's in gear, and we were supposed to have the start of our Big Cat series today, and in true show business form. In true cat fashion. In true cat fashion. Yeah. <laughs> um, the... Uh, the stars of the show um, have been a little under the weather, so we have postponed them today to the 4th of January, And um, but we still will have um, Tammy Thies from Wildcat Sanctuary coming next Wednesday, hopefully, minus the fact that they're about to get pummeled with another storm in Minnesota oh. starting today into the weekend, wow. so they just had like two feet of snow, and now they're going to have another <laughs> another two feet of snow better them than us ah uh, yeah well we're supposed to have rain yeah we're supposed to be 60. um i think but, we made out in a deal though uh, yeah i would agree at this juncture um and then and then on the other side if anyone's watching and you're not no, just i think listening. we made, we made out in the guest deal oh in the guest deal yeah. i thought you said in the yeah we made out in, in the weather deal. in the guest deal we did because at the last moment I called on the fabulous Michelle Michelizzi because I I was hoping I didn't know but I was hoping in a pinch she'd be my my uh, jump in to help us ring in the new year and talk about all things you know new and fashionable for the new year in terms of getting your health and wellness together because she's always good to talk to about those things and she's right along the line of what I talk about for health and wellness so Michelle Michelizzi is joining us from non snowy west coast <laughs> maybe there's snow is there snow there michelle uh there is no snow here in scottsdale but it is <laughs> chilly actually chilly oh uh, yeah it is, yeah, what do you it call chilly. chilly yeah um it was let's see yeah. i'll tell you exact I, I love that you can just look on your phone now and just know what temperature is outside it's 22 um, here it's it's 40 in scottsdale <laughs> <laughs> and in two you hours I mean, it's 70. yeah no, it, it, it'll be 65. It's actually been pretty chilly for Arizona this year. But it's a dry we're cold. Free, we're we're free. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's, it's freezing here for us. You know what I mean? Like, it, we, it actually has been freezing. Like, below, like freezing as in temperature. Wow. So, global warming. I don't know. It's got a, it, where it's warmer, it gets colder. And where it's colder, it gets warmer. Well, I'm not sure how I feel about these new, these new headphones I've got. I look like I've got antlers. Coming we do out have of my antlers ears. On, but I they're... do have antlers, but yeah. 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 So Michelle is donning her Christmas gear today. So anyway, yeah. so Michelle was lovely enough last night at the at the nth hour. Like, with, I like called 10 o'clock my time. It's midnight your time. I'm like calling her and the cat's screaming. John's talking to me. <laughs> I'm like leaving this crazy message like, Michelle. <laughs> and what's really funny is I totally understood you. I just like, oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> and, then, and then on the backside, I'm texting Lou. It's like quarter of 11. I'm like, are you up? Get up. You need to fix this. You have a show change. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very excited. So um, typically when I don't have the big cat people on Michelle, I know you knew that I was having them on this week. Um, this time of year, I always start talking about coming into the new year and how people put off to the new year what they should already be doing. And I try to keep people in the here and now and focused because you know how hard that is for people to do. They always say, I'll do it. I'll do it on the first of the year. And then we know that 90%, I don't even think it's 90. It's usually like 87% of people within the first three weeks of January fail. I hate using that word, but they fail on their goal setting because it's not a goal set. They put these really high expectations out into the world. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that I find in my practice is that it's 
it's not the issue of what they set for the goal. It's how they set the goal, how they plan the goal. And, and then they, fa they fail to plan. They don't put good steps in place. They just try to get from the bottom of the staircase to the top of the staircase in one jump and then get discouraged and get the efforts and then go, I'll oh, forget it. I'll start next year. And then that's it. It's over. So um, Michelle and I have had multiple conversations about these things over the past couple years that we've been back in touch, but also we kind of grew up in the same ilk of putting one foot in front of the other. And Michelle had put up a post the other day on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it, Lou, but um, she was talking, you know, the, the Christmas movie, Santa Claus coming to town with, you know, the, the claymation where he sings one, put one foot in front of the other. Yep. Right. So she had posted that the other day and, and, and in true fashion to the show, it's true about, I looked up the lyrics all last night and today about how, because <laughs> I was like, I really want to know what this says. Cause I, I know that little refrain and that's it. But I looked up all the lyrics and it's, it's true. It's like put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be up off the floor and then you'll be out the door. And, and basically at the end of it, I didn't even, it, it was such a catchy tune that I realized that at the end of the day, they, they use the lyrics. It's your election to go on and do, but it's really your choice. It's making choices that are good for you. And if you just make a good choice for yourself, yep. you'll be out the door. Um, well, this concept of self-control, everyone's giving up control, ab taking their hands off the wheel. Everything is out of their control. Well, you have more power than you think you do. Yes, exactly. I would agree with that. <laughs> So, so Michelle, when Michelle uh, posted that this week, it was actually because um, a very old and dear friend of hers and a very, um, I have not been in touch with her until recently, but an old and dear friend of mine who I grew up with in gymnastics as well, her mom passed away this week. And um, so Michelle had put it out there in the world to Heidi. And if Heidi's listening, which she does on occasion, um, then oh, good. Uh, sometimes that's cool. I am. Yeah, that's cool. um, at least I've seen her there or I've seen yeah, her like yeah. it. Um, so um, she put it out there because I think that that was a very appropriate um, way to kind of inspire and motivate someone to, you know, move with their grief, even though it just happened, but it can be used for anything. But I think it's such a, a pertinent um, <laughs> set of lyrics, even though it's a, it's a, a Santa Claus is coming to town show. It's a pertinent set of lyrics to the new year because people get so caught up in how they don't function well. And good morning from Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Thank you for joining. <laughs> no, we just. There's a really good temperature. I've got friends down there. It's warm yes. down there. What's yes. your temperature? I know. I think it's 80. I think it's 80, 85. No, how, how warm is it down there? <laughs> Um, so anyway, so Michelle, let's talk about, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and how to get people to, you know, get past the holidays because the next two weeks are usually really rough for people for a variety of reasons. And then they start off by, you know, they start off by ending the old year with saying, I'm going to do all these things for the new year. And so, um, you know, in, in that vein, what, what are your thoughts on that? And what do you talk to your people about when you give your inspirational stuff out in the world? Well, you know what I think is interesting is that the holidays, the meals, right? The reason yep. why we gain like eight pounds during the holidays is Christmas Eve, yeah, Christmas, New Year's Eve, and New Year's. Just, and then if you include Thanksgiving, there's right. five meals. And when you think about how long it takes to eat a meal, it's about, okay, let's say you have a really long meal. It's like 10 hours of eating. But yet we start to check out and, and hey, I'm victim too. Like, you know, I, the reason why I continue to be a health coach in my life is because I, I totally get like how it goes, you know, 
Um, we check out somewhere around Thanksgiving and we wake up somewhere in the middle of January going, what happened? You know, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's the same thing for business. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I have several hats that I wear. One of them is the marketing professional and people check out of their marketing and kind of a, a moving forward with their business somewhere around the middle of November. And they wake up in January, like going, what was I doing? You know what I mean? So it's, it's not just with your health and fitness. It's also with business and all the other to-dos that you have to do. People just check out. And well, I hate right. that about this time of year. I, well, I, I really do. That's really, I think that that's, you know, and that's kind of what I talked about a few shows ago when we were talking about Thanksgiving. I said, start of Thanksgiving right through the new year is people, is people just kind of lose themselves of where they're at. And then it's, they lose two months of their lives because they get so caught up all this other stuff. But, you know, relationships move around you know, things change, money, spirituality, people go through reminiscing phases, people get resentments, like all this stuff comes up during holiday time. And we were talking about suicidal ideation yep. a couple of weeks ago about how the it's on the rise for people and how important the new number is to call if people are in trouble and, and instead of like just sitting and, and being upset in your own crap. Um, but it's, it is, it's a checkout time for people when it doesn't need to be a checkout time, which is why I try to keep people in my practice in the here and now is like, you know, don't miss a day. It doesn't matter if it's a holiday. It doesn't matter. It, every, every single day is just, it's just another day, but it has a day. Yeah. And you don't yeah. have to, like you, you were just talking about food. You don't have to sit and eat a 10 hour meal or graze all day. That's really not necessary. Um, but people are in that tradition. They get in the socialized tradition of it's, Oh, we, you know, start at 8am and, you know, you know, bring out the mimosas and start eating the quiche. And then we have a actual brunch at 11 and then we eat at three and then dessert. And then we restart over at six. Yeah. And by the time you're through the whole day, you, you know, I always tell Lou on an average, cause I've done the paperwork on it and I'm sure you have people mm -hmm. can average up to 10,000 plus calories a day on a holiday, just on one day and not even realize it. Oh yeah. And then what happens is you have a bite of this and you have a bite of that and you have a right. bite of this and you don't go in with a plan. And so what do I tell people personally? Number one, okay, give yourself a break. Mm -hmm. Like you're not a human doing and you don't have to be a size perfect for everything's perfect every second. Like if you put on a couple pounds, like, okay, you know what I mean? Right. Like not to, not to beat up on yourself, but also, cause I think what happens is when you start to beat up on yourself, not only are you checked out, but now you're beating the crap out of yourself and you can't like feel better and beat the crap out of yourself at the same time. Like it's kind of counterintuitive. So, you know, but beating yourself up for making a, a bad decision is a bad decision, right? Uh, you know, then just like throwing, throw the baby out of the bathwater and just, okay, I'm just going to wake up in January. Like we start, we start in Thanksgiving and we have like a huge meal. And I'm like, okay, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm done. Right. But you also can like have the other days of the week not be putting on the feedback too. Cause I think what happens is kind of like getting pregnant for some of my girlfriends. I got pregnant and they're like, okay, I get to eat every second, you know? And it's not that your cravings and you know, you're feeding another person in your body, but what happens is you give yourself permission to act out throughout all of that time frame, as opposed right. to during five meals. Right? right. So giving yourself some grace on those meals and enjoying the holiday and enjoying the things that your, your family has to offer is a, is expected, you know, but the other days of the week, you don't need to do 5,000 calories a day on those days. 
because that's what happens. We just start to get into the there's company parties and there's and there's things at the at the you know the coffee machine at work and you know everywhere we go someone's got a cookie out there. Like we can reel it in on those. And, and I, I'm guilty, you know. It's funny. I had a BNI meeting yesterday, and our health coach's husband was walking around with um, with donut holes from Dunkin' Donuts. And I was like, "Dude, please tell me there's not chocolate ones in there, because I I'm like pretty good on the other ones. The chocolate ones I'm powerless over." And when I looked in there, I'm like, "Thank God there's no chocolate. I'm good." You know. It's okay, Michelle. It's so funny that you do that because so so for people that don't know what BNI is, after this, so BNI is a business networking international. Lou knows what that is, but I I also belong to mm -hmm. it, and I and I'm taking a hiatus from it just in the past couple of months because of exactly what we're talking about. I just needed to make sure I stayed on track for my new year, but um. Uh, and, but the donut hole thing, I have to laugh because I am the health person in the group, right? Yeah. So I notoriously, I, I won't eat it, but I'll bring in the donut holes oh, and I'll bring in the, You're but the I one. won't eat them and they'll all go, are you going to eat that? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly telling them all like, don't eat this don't eat sugar don't eat don't, especially donuts. Right. Cause they're all, and they all just laugh, but they all eat them. But I'm like, I'm not eating those. And I'll have supplying my, the munchkins. Yes, yeah, I'm I bring in the whole thing and they always laugh. They're like, really? Thanks. But it's so chocolate, funny chocolate does rule. It's funny. We, I mean, we, and we, it's, it's part of like, you know, and I'm, I'm Italian. So I'm the, you know, I'm guilty of making the big lasagna with the extra cheese and the, and the more cheese and the other cheese and the extra cheese, you know what and I mean? And the extra sauce so, and the cannolis to top it off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. But, you know, I think one of my head speakers just went off. Um, but, you know, I also know that, um, you can make a decision before you go to a holiday party. Yeah. So it just happened to be, I fast one day a week and it just happened to be that on our BNI Christmas party, which had a lot of really great, you know, our health coach, you know, in the, in our group, I, I'm the marketing person in our group. I'm not the health coach in our group. She created this amazing meal and, but it was like olives. Okay. Olives aren't bad for you if you have five of them, but I love olives so much. I can have the jar of olives. You know what I mean? Like, and, 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 and salads aren't bad, but if you put the Caesar dressing on it, like, and you just take a bath and Caesar dressing, then it kind of undoes, right? The sugar and the, and the, and the, and the things, right? Mm -hmm. So I had, it just happened to be that I was fasting that day. And I told everybody I'm fasting today. I won't be able to have the meal and they, and you're not going to eat. I'm like, today's my fasting day. It's Wednesday. Today's my Wednesday and it's my fasting day. And if I keep on moving that day, You'll I'm going to wake up 25 pounds heavier in January. I'm just right. saying I'm Irish and Italian. I, I'm not thin by nature. I got to work at this stuff every day, you know, and it's not like I don't have, you know, a, a bad day. You know what I mean? But I continue to put myself on the scale at least twice a week during the holidays to make sure. And sometimes daily, because I, I just want to know, you know, so I don't end up as you start to watch your weight start to chug up, you can stop yourself if you see that number go up, you know? I'm not a big proponent of being married to the scale. Kim and I both were in a situation where our our coach uh, made us weigh in before practice. And if, God forbid, you were a couple pounds up, you know? Yep, you're in trouble. But I, you're in trouble. Here's a sack of potatoes. Go run with it, you know? Yep. But here's but the, 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 the fact is if you completely disconnect from the scale during the holidays, sometimes that's bad too. So there's that healthy balance between checking in maybe once a week if you have a health coach. And that's one of the, I was a proponent of Weight Watchers for many years because it made people get on the scale in front of somebody. It's hard to lie to yourself when someone's writing that number down for you. 
you know, what's the accountability. So, and I think that's the big thing for anything, whether we're talking about the weight, we're talking about, you know, money, finances, you know, your job, your friendships, whatever it is. If you have that accountability person for you to keep you, you know, grounded, that helps. I mean, that's yep. Michelle is speaking exactly what I do in my practice. Mm -hmm. Unless of course, I always say the caveat that I have eating disordered people, then that's the scale is a different little issue. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in general, like having accountability of like knowing your number, if you don't have the eating disordered issue, like knowing where you're at so that you can maintain it because by, like she just said, you can go from November to January. People who've listened to the show over the years have heard me say, you know, 10,000 calories over five or six days, all of a sudden you've put on 10 pounds, you know, you can't figure out where it was. Well, it's because you're grazing, you're doing that stuff. And if mm -hmm. you're not having an accountability to yourself, which if you don't want to tell people and you just want to use a scale, then that's good because then you can, you know, say, Oh, I went up two pounds. And that's probably during the holidays, not water weight. Yeah. <laughs> that's not water weight. That's a yeah, other way. It can not... be a little water weight too. I mean, right. depending upon, but you know, I think that having people that you're doing your fitness with is not only, I mean, there's been plenty of research about this when you're doing it by yourself or you do it with a team. So if you haven't got a health coach, then grab your best friend or your sister or people at the gym, or, you know, depending upon what gym you go to, there might be a good way for you to check in with a, a, a free personal training session once a quarter or once a year and just check in. Um, right. I go to EOS and they have a, um, um, like a, Okay. I can't think of the name of it now. I love, I love that my brain just goes poof. It's a, it's a machine and you step on it. It weighs you. It tells you what your bone mass is. Oh, it tells yeah. you, you know, it's not perfect, but you can go and hang on to the handles and get a clue on where you are. I do one of those at the first of the year and every quarter for myself. So I can keep, cause it's not always the number on the scale either. Right. You know, it's a, it's, it's your percentage of body fat and um, compared to muscle, like right now, my weight's not up a lot this year, but it, what's different for me is that my ratio to fat to muscle is different because I have been training as hard. Right. And, you know, sometimes that happens. You have change go on, you know, I have a lot of change happening in my life right now. I'm not able to train as hard as I usually do. And I just have to give myself grace. And that's part of this whole healthy eating thing. You can't be on point Olympic athlete every awesome. second. And that was what's so damaging about what our experience was, Kim, growing up. Yes. Is that we were elite gymnast. You were an elite gymnast. I was just behind you. Um, and we had uh, coaches that were very extremely concerned with weight. One was a runner, one was a ballerina. So they were brought up in that whole standard of skinny as well. Yep. And, you know, that that hypervigilance every second is not human. Right. So there's a balance between hypervigilance and completely putting on the feed bag and just checking out. So like checking in with yourself, honestly, about, you know, where am I at with that? And then also finding like a program that works for you. Like some right. people, Weight Watchers works for you. I have a program that I use and I coach my people with that works for me. Um, some people use a variety of different programs that help them keep them on track because it gives them accountability. It gives them structure because structure is super important for me. You know, well, if I, I have, and simple, be, simpler the better, you know what I mean? Like well, I, I eat five times a day, you know, and, and I know exactly what my structure is. That's that I was just going to say, just, it's so important to note that the programs that do work, so to speak, even if you're, if you're doing multiple different types of programs, it's mm -hmm. because they have accountability built into them. That's why yeah. they work is when people go, you know, go rogue, mm -hmm. that's when they typically do not have the success because there's, n there's either no structure with accountability or 
there's no accountability. So having the structure to follow and be accountable to yourself, if you're good at being an internalized person to focus, which a lot of people are external, or if you have that extra piece of accountability, you know, you go to the, you go to the Weight Watchers or Nutrisystem or wherever it is that you go to, that's fine. But as long as you have those pieces, it's when people do not have that, those pieces, or they don't have the internal motivation and drive to do that themselves and going to what Michelle was just saying on that other extreme of they just put the feedback on because they, you know, that's what they go to. It's the emotional eating. It's the, well, I can do it tomorrow. Any day I would say any day that ends in Y is a good day to have pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so they, ice cream. They, they ice cream, they justify it in their head mm -hmm. and minimize it that it's, well, it's I'll start Sunday. I'll start Monday. I'll start on the first. There's all these, little earmarks of time and whatever, but they're not accountability, but people think at least in my experience, in my practice and, and knowing other people in my life is that they think that if they just put that date out there, that's going to make them accountable, but it doesn't. You see that time and again, with people who want to stop smoking, they'll be like, here's my quit date. Quit date comes and goes <laughs> because they haven't done any of the prep work. It's too, it's too abrupt. It's not just gradually coming into it and and they learning. don't have to answer them anybody there's no pressure they, right they can easily delay the start date or it's okay i can have a piece of pizza today it'll be fine but you know when you have to account to somebody or something for it that makes it a little bit more difficult puts a little bit more of a threshold up there yes you know and also as as we're talking i'm thinking this whole start date now, like I have a 30-day challenge coming up on January 9th. It starts on January 9th, okay? So if you want to do that with me, my um, you can do an appointment with me. I'll tell you how it works. Let's talk. Choosehealthychange.com is on the bottom of the screen. And you can just create a, have an appointment with me, spend 15 minutes talking about what your scoop is, and let's see if it's a fit. But that being said, the start date thing is also a trap, okay? Yeah. There's a I, I I can do a start date with someone because I think it's a gateway to getting people who think that start dates matter. Right. But my job as a health coach in that period of time is to get you to get away from start dates and right. get into a lifestyle step change. Okay. Because right. this is not the way I look at, like I'm always doing an ISO body challenge or I'm doing some kind of thing to keep myself motivated. I just do one after another. I don't really have, I have start dates, but as soon as one starts, I start another one. As soon as one challenge starts, I start the next challenge. So for me, it's a lifestyle, like keeping myself on track and keep myself accountable and coaching others to do the same. Right. I mean, it's really hard for me to gain 50 pounds because I'm busy telling other people how not to do that, right? So it, it keeps me accountable, whether it's with my sobriety with alcohol, I coach people in my sobriety as well and say, hey, this is what I do to stay sober. And it's hard for me to go out and pick up a drink when I'm doing that, right? It's hard for me to go out and just continue to eat donut holes until I just want to pass out because I'm telling other people not to do that. It's the same thing in my business. You know, if, I, if I'm telling others that, hey, you need to audit your business once a year and find out what your, where your marketing's at and then take action, if I'm not doing that myself, then it's hard for me to continue to tell other people to do. So being the example is important, but also realizing this is not about starting and stopping. It's about staying, right? right. you know, and staying on track. And also part of staying, because you don't want to get into this hypervigilance place, part of staying is giving yourself grace once in a while. So say you do have the pizza. We had this conversation when we were in um, 
in uh, in uh, Maine this summer. My mom and I had like the biggest ass ice cream cone. My mom, <laughs> my mom was laughing. She said, it's so much ice cream. I need a nap after eating it. It was so much work to eat this ice cream cone. It was like as big as her head. You know what I mean? And, it, and we laughed about it. You know what I mean? We ended up not having dinner that night because the ice cream cone for, for, for lunch was just so huge that we were still full, you know? <laughs> you have to do that once in a while. You yeah. have to eat the ice cream cone and have the pizza because, you know, that's part of that's part of celebrating. It's part of life. But it doesn't mean that every day you have an ice cream cone. You know, there's, there, there's a balance or pizza or whatever your drug of choice is. For right. me, like, if I'm hot tamales, okay? Like, if I'm tired or if I'm driving, it's the one time I give myself permission to have a Red Bull and hot tamales because I need sugar and caffeine to not fall asleep at the wheel. Right. So it's, that's the only time I give myself like complete grace at eating that stuff. But every once in a while, like I'll have a handful of hot tamales because I just feel like it, you know, but if I had a handful of hot tamales every single day, that's a different story. So there's a, there's a balancing act that you do with yourself with being committed to a healthy lifestyle, but also not being so committed that you're, you're a cardboard cutout of yourself. You know, that's not what life is about. Michelle, don't you think that, so, so saying that, cause I, I was thinking two things. One yesterday, a, a client gave me a very lovely hand roasted set of cashews. Oh, Ooh, very like, good. Oh God. <laughs> and so one side was just the roasted and then the other was the caramelized sugar on top. Mm, and I was like, wow, so good. going to be my deficit for this week. I'm set. And, but I knew already. Cause I was like, in my and Michelle knows me really well like this. It's like, and she does the same thing. It's like I had a handful, and I was and I was okay because I was like I didn't deprive myself. I was like I could have be years ago. I would have done and again Michelle would know this. I would have been like I can't eat those. I can't eat those. If yep. I eat those, I have to go run ten miles. I'm gonna starve myself tomorrow because I, the crazy this crazy thing that I learned, <laughs> which is so unhealthy. Um, yeah. But instead, what I did was I ate what I wanted. And then the next choice after that, I knew that was, I already knew what was coming later for what I was going to eat. And I made the healthy choice around it so that I didn't have that mindset to go forward. And what I was going to say about that is um, oftentimes I think, and Michelle, you tell me, uh, people uh, don't have that mindset or don't know that mindset to just say, I can do this, this one thing, and then still later have something that makes it healthy for me the today. They, they just eat the thing and then go, well, now I screwed up. I'm also screw up the rest of the day. Yeah. And then, and then the next day, and then it's like, they don't convert quickly into, I just had nuts. It doesn't have to mean that now the whole day shot and I might as well just go eat another 500,000 calories. It's not about that. Well, it's perspective adaptation because that one meal, that one treat, doesn't throw off your whole game. You just have to compensate it, you know, in the rest of the game. If, if you get into this and you're accountable to yourself, at least you start, you're making all these bargains all the time. Right. It's like, well, I'm going to have this for lunch so that I can have, you know, I can have a cup of Bailey's tonight. <laughs> something like that. Well, yeah. and well, and I, and I go back to Michelle's Caesar salad. Like I have people in my practice that will, you know, come in and, and have lunch, you know, during the lunch hour, they'll, I always say it's all fine, bring your food in and you can eat whatever. And they'll bring in a salad. And because it says salad, <laughs> I look at the salad and it's, it's not lettuce and cucumbers and tomatoes and, and peppers. And it, it's, it's, you name it, and it's everything. Cranberries on the, and cheese. It's and, yeah. pecans, yeah. candied 
whatever. It's got a sugar dressing. It's got, you know, bacon, which is cheese. fine. Cheese, yeah. tons of cheese. It's got, you know, four eggs on it. I mean, and it's now we're, you know, we're not a salad. We're now at a. You might as well have a steak and potato. Right. And, but yeah, because they, because they think, and so I do a lot of education around like, yeah, it's a salad underneath all of that, but you also are now eating, you know. Well, you know, it's, it's, I tell my folks that it's super simple. There's 3,500 calories in a pound. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. So if you eat 3,500 calories, basically how your body works is it needs so much it needs so many calories to be able to maintain the weight that you are. So your basal metabolic rate. So for, let's say it's 1200. If you, anything you eat over 1200 calories, your body doesn't need it to live. So it starts to store it as fat, right? right. So if you are eating over whatever your basal metabolic rate is, and if you have a health coach, that can give you the formula. You can Google, how do I find out what my basal metabolic rate is? It's a simple formula. And then anything you eat over that, it, it's going to get converted into fat because your body doesn't need it and it's going to store it, right? Then people think, well, if I starve myself, then it might automatically go into fat. But that's not how your body works. Your body goes, wait a minute, I'm not getting fed. I'm never eating again. So I have, and to, hold on. Yep. I have to hold on to that fat because just like when we were cave people, you know, we don't know we're going to run into a tiger again. So it's gonna, I'm going to hang on to the fat, right? And so what happens is your body goes into starvation mode. And it holds on to everything. People are like, I'm not eating it. Oh, I'm not losing any weight. It's because right. your body thinks you're starving. Plus, you're not getting the right nutrients. Right. People don't think about this either. Like, if you only eat one thing, like, I'm, I'm going to have carrots and, like, if you're going to have lettuce and apples and vinegar and cucumbers, right, you're not getting the right nutrients. And that your body also can be nutritionally starved. So if you're not getting the right nutrients, the right vitamins, the right things to actually make your body function, your eyes work, your, you know, your hair to grow, your body's like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not getting any calories and I'm which is energy and I'm not getting enough vitamins. So I'm gonna hang on to everything. And that's why you see a lot of people that are over fat, they're not working out, they're exhausted. It's because they're nutritionally starving. And right. my body is on starvation mode. So it's pretty simple science. If you don't eat enough to maintain and the right things to maintain your, your body, anything that you eat over that is going to get converted into fat. It's super simple. Right. So but people got... don't understand that. People don't under, they just, that concept gets so, I can't tell you how many times a week I have this conversation with people because they have this, either that or the uh, same thing with binge purgers, you know, they'll binge and then they'll purge thinking that that's going to help them lose weight. I'm like, you're actually going to gain weight because of exactly the same thing that Michelle And you're going to ruin your teeth. Oh, well, you're going to, and that you're going to destroy your teeth yeah. and yeah. your throat. Yeah. It, so you guys are okay with, because this is how I started when I did the weight loss and it was 30, 40 pounds at that point, maybe even a little more. It was simple for me. There were two principles. It was calorie deficit. I went through Michelle's calculation. It's 3,500 uh, calories a pound, 50 calorie a day deficit. I'll lose a pound a week. And then, and then what happens is you start to game it a little bit. You start to find out the foods you can eat that are going to keep you satiated and keep the calories down. And then it's like, well, if I burn four or 500 calories a day, that's more I can eat or that's a bigger deficit or, you know, you start playing that game, but you can't deprive yourself because deprivation doesn't work. Right. Right. You have to find a way to make it work within so that you're not feeling cheated and you don't have these big binges and you don't, you don't just lose it because deprivation doesn't, people can't deprive themselves. It's not a sustainable way to go. Well, people then feel like they're missing out and then yeah. they end up 
going in the reverse direction. And, and then eventually you get to the metabolism hack, which right. what we we're just talking about. You right. can't starve yourself because that slows your metabolism and you're not your calorie deficit isn't as effective as it was. So, you know, you find ways to game your metabolism, but you got to do it in a way that you can sustain it. Because, again, deprivation, people can't sustain deprivation. It's got to be a lifestyle change. I know it's cliche and people roll their eyes, but that's what but it is. But it is what it is. Yeah. It, it, that it, In the lifestyle change, and Michelle was just talking about that earlier, is that it's also mental health wise, it puts your mental health at a at a healthier rate of, of production of neurotransmitters that make you feel happy, make you feel more mood regulated, less agitated, makes you sleep better, makes you have like a better day, like all these things that actually go into actually helping you make a better, healthier choice when you have this lifestyle movement in place because it's not a diet diet i hate that word it's like diet that right goes to everybody's brain goes right to restrict which makes i mean if you did a survey i would imagine most people think negative 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 restriction it's mm -hmm. deficit it makes you resentful i can't have people feel like they're missing out it's in and it's all a bad thought when you have a lifestyle movement and you're moving forward it's always about what's your next best choice that's how I put it. It's what's your next mm -hmm. best choice? You had chocolate cake. That's my example always. You had chocolate cake. So, yeah. okay, what's your next choice? And working that through with my clients is, you know, give me five better, healthier choices that you're going to make next one because you had the cake and that's fine. But now what are you going to do? Because you can't have the cake again, but you can. But then what are you going to, we have to work through what's going to happen because you can have it, but what's going to happen? Or as and, I used to describe it, just don't eat stupid 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> right you can eat stupid occasionally but try to cut down the amount of times you're eating stupid yeah well yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i think i was as i'm listening to all of us speak and i'm thinking i'm thinking about some of my clients who are like oh my god it's so complicated screw it yeah what i tell people is okay forget everything i just said on your plate cut it into thirds yep okay one third you're going to have be protein, one third you're going to have be vegetables or some kind of fruit, and one third you're going to have be carbohydrates. Just cut it into thirds. And, you know, you can go ahead and Google this stuff too, and, and it'll break it up into, you know, macro components, right? Protein, fat, and, um, oh my God, protein, Carbohyd fat, carbohydrates. No. Thank you. Yeah. Prote yeah. So yeah. that's the other thing. We also grow up with the no fat, low fat idea. You actually need to have fat, like your brain and your muscles need to have fat. So if you're not eating avocado or coconut milk or having a little bit of butter once in a while, I mean, you, you have to um, get some fat in your diet too, because if you're not getting enough fat, then your body's also not working well. But if you're just, you just, it's overcomplicated. I can't stand it. Have a piece of um, protein that's the size of your fist have a, you know, a, a third or half of your plate be some kind of vegetable. I don't care what they are. Okay. And then have some kind of car healthy carbohydrate, like, you know, rice or wheat toast or, you know, whatever your, your uh, sweet potato, you know, and by the way, some vegetables like do have carbohydrates in them, you know, so, but That's just cool. keep it super simple. Like when you're growing up, the, the, the food groups, just stick to that. If you stick to that and, and, and you know, try to stay away from dessert, try to stay away from sugar, try to not overdo fat just a little bit, you know, um, then, you know, well, you're, you're, you're headed in the right direction. 
so so the thing about sugar and i've had this recently with with one of my patients we've been working heavily on it because she's very young and she's been early onset dementia diagnosed oh wow um, she's in her 50s and so i've been i talk a lot about this because my early career i worked with dementia and alzheimer's in, at mclean hospital and we what we ended up finding out through great research is that really alzheimer's and dementia is um diabetes type three. So mm. we know it's sugar-based, we know it's sugar placking. And huh. so it's, it's an insulin issue that's causing brain issues. And so, um, we're, we changed her diet around. So amongst a multitude of other things, but sure. her diet, we moved it around significantly to make sure that she has better brain protection and adding in more of like the fat and the proteins, like, you know, healthy ones like avocado and the coconut oils and, and the almond oils, things that were going to make her have better, better brain resiliency and neuroplasticity so that, um, although the, the, uh, damage somewhat has been done trying to just stop it for now so that she doesn't have fast, rapid onset really move it through because it could be 20, 30, 40 years of this, which is fine because it's early on, but trying to really grab it sooner rather than later. She's not 80, she's yep. 50. So she's, yep. she's got time. Um, and she's, but the sugar issue is so important and people don't realize how much sugar is in so many things you eat. So if you're not eating from the ground and you're eating out of a box and you're eating out of fast food and you're, <clears throat> you're getting tons of sugar, regardless of all the other things like sodium and fats and all the other stuff, sugar is not your friend to the extent that we as a society tend to eat it. Mm -hmm. It's in everything. And it's yes. often disguised as, you know, sugar alcohols in different names. And I've talked about that before, that you have to be a really good consumer of knowing and actually care about it. Because if you're not reading a box and they've changed all the names because they've gotten savvy marketing wise, and and Michelle, I'm sure would be able to tell you too, is like they they cover the names now on the little things. It's like, if you don't know, and if you can't say it, then right. you probably shouldn't be eating it. Right. Yeah, like if it's like a lucky 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 then you just it's probably not good to eat it. You know what I mean? The other thing you I was thinking about as you were talking was I think some of the things that people don't talk about are stress and yep. sleeping and salt. Right. Yep. So with with stress, if you're stressed out all the time, your cortisol is going to go up. That's going to affect you in all kinds of ways. Your heart, your metabolism. It's just cortisol is bad. For me, when I'm stressed out, my cortisol raises, it it slows everything down huge, right? So making sure that you're paying attention to what your stress level is and doing what you can to reduce stress. My father used to say, avoid stress like the plague. And it's it's the truth. Like, And especially as I get older, like even there's, there's good stress. Like um, Doc and I have decided not to do the big, let's go to three places this every day during the holiday season. We're just going to stay home. And we were thinking about going out and I thought that's going to be stressful too. Let's just stay home and watch stupid movies and stay in our pajamas all day. That's a good, sounds good to me. And, and, I'll, and I'll, we'll make something healthy. And of course I'll probably make some pasta or whatever, cause I'm Italian and we just do that kind of thing, but we'll just enjoy our, our, our meal. The other thing is sleep. When my weight goes up, it's always because I'm injured potentially. I'm not sleeping. And I'm stressed out. Yep. Me too. Okay. And it's not necessarily that my food is really that much off. Okay. Nope. It's just that if I'm not sleeping, okay. So I usually, my sleep is going to be shifted if I'm, if I'm stressed or I, I know certain things like I can't be on my phone 
working on financial things and then expected to shut my brain off and go to bed because I'm going to be noodling. You know what I mean? And, um, if you're not sleeping, like sleep apnea is a really huge thing for people. Yeah. And people think it's really no big deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. It can kill you. And it does incredibly bad things to your heart. It leads to dementia. It does. It's just, a, yeah. if you're, if you are a person who snores a lot or you're living with a person who snores a lot, who stops breathing for a period of time when they're sleeping, you need to go to your doctor and get a sleep test and figure out how to fix that because it is super I mean, you wouldn't go through your, your, your waking moments, holding your breath all day. No, no, you wouldn't do it when you're at the gym. You're, you're breathing unless you're, you're being, unless you're not doing it right. Okay. If you're holding your breath and doing the Valsava maneuver, every time you move away to the gym, right. stop doing that. You need to breathe. Okay. Because every time you do that, it puts stress on your heart and it just, it just is super bad for your body on multiple levels. So sleep is really important. Like making sure that you know what to do around bedtime to let your brain and your body relax, you know? And, um, and lately my workouts have been off because my sleep's been off and I've made a decision that my sleep is more important because I know that if I spend a little more time in bed, eventually I'm going to get back in the gym. But if I continue to sleep deprive myself because my sleep's off, I'm not getting to sleep. I'm waking up or whatever. I'm never going to get back into the gym. It's going to take longer. So getting myself rested right. is literally priority number one. And, and throughout like the holidays and, and, you know, making decisions on what I'm doing and, and, you know, my, my guy is older than I am. So we're even more certain that we're going to pay attention to not stressing ourselves out. So we're exhausted, right. you know, giving yourself that extra day after vacation. Like if you're traveling up for Christmas, try to come back a day early and, or take another day off from work and let yourself rest and let yourself, you know, do the things, get your laundry done. God bless you. Do, you. do the laundry, do, you know, make the bed, put the clothes away, like get yourself re reset and rescheduled so that the next day you can get back on a regular sleep, sleep schedule. Cause if I'm not sleeping and I'm stressed out, I'm exhausted. I'm going to get, I'm more likely to get injured. Um, I'm, my muscles are going to be tighter. I'm on that flight or flight mode and I'm more likely to pick up a hand of handful of hot tamales cause I'm tired. Yeah. So, you know, it all, you know, sleep is like the unspoken thing. When we're younger, we think that we can just go, go, go. And we can because we're young. But as we get a little older, you, you start to notice that you get tired. And there's also like two kinds of tired. There's tired from not sleeping. There's also being emotionally tired. Tired. Like I have built in more time for myself over the past couple of years, especially. It did not beat myself up if I just need to sit and like let my brain rest for a second because right. all of that adds up and it does change your metabolism and it changes the way you see food and it food becomes the drug or the medicine in those care in those situations. You want comfort food when you're stressed out and you're exhausted and you're right. tired. And so it all kind of works together. And then we also want salty stuff. Like I I, I wanted soup over the, the past couple of weeks and um I'll go get homemade soup at a place I know that's homemade, but it's still going to be a lot of salt soup. If you look at a can of soup, mm -hmm. whatever you're doing, stop buying canned soup. It's like 800 plus calories per serving milligrams of, of sodium, sodium. In, in soup. Yep. And sodium is very dangerous, especially if you have any kind of heart disorder. So, you know, those sodium and sugar and sleeping. These are all things that are just super important to pay attention to. 
Um, and you have to treat yourself like, I don't know, kind of like you're your own mom or your own dad. Like you wouldn't drive your kids into the ground. Hopefully not. Right. You know, you, you, you would, uh, we're laughing at that. Unless you're an athlete. You're unless you're the wrong girl. I know. I know. I, it's funny. As I said, I was like, wait a minute. Wrong, wrong metaphor for but, Kim. <laughs> you, you want, you want to be like the mother you wanted to have or the parent that you wanted to have that would have like, you know, been protective of you, you know? And I mean, you're the only you, you ever get, you know, I mean, this is it, you know, yeah, if, if, and it, and also making sure that you get to the doctor, get your yearly physical in. Which people, people think, avoid, well, th well, people avoid that. You know, Michelle, like my friend, yeah. you know, my friend that passed away a couple of years ago, he avoided, 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 you know, he had obesity, diabetes, cat, he had eye issues. So I don't know what's not happening. And, and well, that was our conversations over and over again for, for many years. I mean, for almost a decade, I was begging him. I mean, probably ad nauseum, like right before he passed away within like a month before he passed away. At one point he looked at me and said, I know you're mad at me and I've disappointed you, which crushed me because. Yeah. he gained so much weight over the past X amount of time during mm -hmm. COVID because he was just doing more of the nothing that he was already doing and yeah. eating out of, I just saw it coming and he knew how I felt and I tried to be kind. It was very hard because sometimes I just wanted to yell and I probably did. Um, but it was, you know, it was, it was, you know, not to be morbid and sad about this, but like three days before he passed away, I legitimately put my hand on his chest on the Monday night before he died on Wednesday and said, if you do not get up and move and do what I'm asking, you're going to have a heart attack. And two days later he did mm. and passed away in my bathroom. So, yeah. you know, so yeah, I, I, it rings home so much for me about the importance of all the things Michelle is saying. And when she was talking about the sleep issue, um, not only the sleep issue is so important because reparative and all these things and people bring their phones, their TVs, their work, they work in bed, they do all these things. Bed is for bed. I mean, mm. I know you have a, I'm notorious. Or one other thing. Yeah, or other things. Good old <laughs> sex. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but, yeah. but it's also, um, not eating in bed. So I have a lot of clients we talk about, they eat their snacks in bed at night while they're no, watching. No, no blah, blah, blah. And that is no TV, no snacks, no, you know, nothing. It's, it's because what, you know, and I'm guilty of the TV because that's where I get my, that's where I get my brain downtime for me, but I no eating. But as you know, in John's listening and Michelle, you'll laugh. John notoriously will wake me up at like one in the morning and he'll, cause he's, you know, looking for me to approve he'll come in the bedroom and i'll be like i'll wake up because it'll wake me up and i'll be like what are you eating he's got like steak or he's made <laughs> hamburger like you know and he's got the metabolism of like insanity and he's like a skinny thing that's yeah. built like you know jack like you know and he he'll be like i'll just eat it over here so he's banned from certain things in the room like he'll make like clam chowder and put tuna fish in it and then bring it in the room like get out <laughs> and then he'll ask me he'll wake me up to ask me if i want some at two in the morning I'm like oh no. my god he would get he would get literally smacked <laughs> oh, husband abuse oh my gosh yeah. so so john yeah. if you're listening see but it's i mean he thinks it's funny but like that's how it's been for all the time i've been he just and it's i'm like how does he do that but he and he sleeps and he his metabolism is fine if i did that I'd be, yeah. I'd be 900 gazillion pounds. I know. Or I'd be, it's, you know, we're cursed with what the, with the genetics that we have too. Right. And then also women compared to men and yeah, right. 
you know, just if you have fast twitch or slow twitch muscles, if you're right. a runner or if you're like a, you know, tree sloth, you know, I mean, that's, there's, there's different ways people are, people always say, Michelle, it's easy for you. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not thin by nature. I got to work at this like every second. I got to watch everything I put my mouth. I got to sleep right. They always say, well, you run and and it comes easy to you. I'm like, and I, my go-to is both sides of my family. And you know this, Michelle and Lou knows both sides of my family are both obese, both sides. They have multiple people in them that are obese and have massive health problems on both sides of extended family on both sides. I have to work at it every single day. I can't miss a day of something to make sure that I'm making healthy choices, either exercise or eating or whatever, just to maintain. So I don't go into poor health because I have it all over my genetics. I've got a 17 year old girl in the house who's more food centric than my dog. <laughs> and she just eats constantly and she's skinny as a rail and, and she can do it. And it's just like, it, it just i hate you i know yeah so she gets in her 20s <laughs> i know but it's incredible i mean and i remember my son about that age where i thought he you know i was just he just scared me how much he ate right but, but he was still skinny as a rail too because metabolism is so much different you guys are talking about mental hygiene and i think this is the important takeaway concept it's the ability to set down things for a while to end that low grade stress instead of it being 24 seven. Right. But I've noticed a lot lately, and this is where I have to clean up my own mental hygiene is when I turn off that light at the end of the night, that is such a huge relief. Just sitting there that one moment when the lights off and I'm in bed and, and everything is quote unquote done for a while. And I'm not going to have a text from you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. one off last night. One off. Thank but, God you were still up. But things, hopefully things are done. You're not going to get anything at that point. And it's, and I've just been noticing what a huge relief it is. And that means I have to clean up my, my act, my mental hygiene. I have to be able to do that at times during the day as well, set everything down and take some time for myself and lower the grade of that little fever of fight or flight that I'm living right. in all day long. Yeah. And, and so I'm I, putting on, putting on your dang phone too. Like I've been really very conscious of, I've been reading on my phone. Right. Because you get I have a Kindle on my phone. I've made a conscious decision to stop reading as much on my phone because I'm on my phone all day long for I mean, I have a marketing company. So I'm always on my phone doing social media, emailing people, creating things, you know, doing research or I'm on my computer. So I'm trying to actually turn off the screen and pick up a book, which you actually still can buy printed books. I know it's shocking, but you can, you know, I'd rather, so I'd doing rather a little printed book. Yeah, it's better. It's just better. You don't have that that light on your face all the time, which actually does affect you. Well, and every time uh, I it's, pick it's up important. my phone to read something, and if it's a book, I get distracted and go to TikTok. Yeah. So I have to put that away because I I know that I'm like, oh TikTok, or it will pop up with an alert of a cool video of a cat, and I'm like, oh, there goes the book. I'm like, oh, pretty well, that's kitty. The answer an email. We have an odd relationship with all that because the idea of sitting down with a book and putting the phone away is stressful for a lot of people because that disconnect you want, you know, someone's going to call, something's going to happen. I'm going to get a weather alert. You know, my daughter's going to call or whatever. You no, know, people aren't comfortable with being that quote unquote disconnected. You know, what we all grew up with where, can you imagine we all grew up with, we were out of the house and there was no way to contact us. Our parents had no idea where we were had no idea how to contact us. You know, someone would call the house with a phone call to try to get in touch with you, no answering machine. 
It was it was well, crazy. You know, it's interesting. And I was thinking about this last week and Michelle will have context because we grew up literally like right down the street from each other. But how crazy it was that Michelle, remember, my parents would let me think about this because you think about all the crazy people in the world that there are and like yeah. all the murders that happen in, in abductions of kids. You and me both would be sent off on three and four mile runs through our town by ourselves, like as a team of girls, but we were all separate because we never ran at all the same speeds or we'd be put on bikes and like sent off on these like bike rides with no adult supervision and be off trailing through our town, which mind you is now considered one of the highest heroin drug capitals of the country. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's our claim to fame. And yeah. And, no and, cell phones, no way he, to contact we had anybody. No, yeah. a pay phone. It was a different world though back then, though. There wasn't it's just like so the, crazy, the right? of, like, it's crazy. Were, I mean, we used to go out in the woods and I used to walk from my dad's bicycle shop to your parents' gym across the railroad tracks by myself. Come, yeah, she could come oh, yeah. from behind her dad's shop and walk like as a diagonal line to where I was. And it was crossing over railroad tracks and fences to get to yeah. where I was. Oh, oh yeah, like and, and I'd be like walking do do do, and you know it's it was a different. I wouldn't world. do that today. No, you know, I would. I you know, and you know, don't get me started on the the short shorts that girls are wearing now. Like I my I was I just the stuff that kids wear now. They're being over sexualized far too much. It's a whole different show. We can talk about that. <laughs> I, I wanted to I wanted to step back into the the physical thing. Yes. Um, for a second. You need to go to the doctor every year. Yes. You go, your car tested. If you're in Vermont, you get an emissions thing. You're forced. The, 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 the government forces you to go get an emissions check. But you literally got your oil checked more than you check your body. Right. Once a year, you need to go get all the things checked. You need a mammogram. You need a colonoscopy. You need a well care check. Like all these things are part of being a um, steward of this vehicle that, you know, whether you believe in God or not, you've been gifted with this, this, this thing called a body and it's your job to take care of it. Right. It's like, it's your obligation to take care of it. If you go into the physical and they find something, the doctor is going to say to you, Oh my God, I'm so glad we found it. We can do something about it. Right. But if you wait until you have a symptom, it's usually far too late. I mean, my, um, yoga teacher one of my yoga teachers found out that he had pancreatic cancer and six weeks later gone right and that's going to happen sometimes even if you do go get a physical right. but if you get a physical and they do the ekg and they test your blood there's so many things they can find out in your blood like you got high blood pressure you've got cholesterol you know all these things that you can reel in you got a vitamin very smart you got a vitamin deficiency you've got something going on that's easily fixable with a with a modest me medication and or vitamin or activity or some type of something you know, but if you wait, because if I don't know, it's not happening. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's the, you fear. Know, I mean, it's, it's you have fear. to go. Fear drives people not to go. And more men have that than females. Females tend to at least do the self-care piece more than men, men. Well, because we're trained to go to the gynecologist really early. It's just right. part of the thing. Yeah. Right. So in general, females will go to the doctor, but men typically won't for the, for they also don't ask for directions and there's a lot of ego and all that crap evolved with it. And I get it, you know, I get it. And God forbid, you know, sorry, sorry, Lou, but I'm sure that you're a big baby when you get a cold too, you know, but it's, it's, yes. it's probably, is he a baby? You know, it's just, we, we are wired different, but the way I look at it is, is that you have a responsibility to yourself and to your family right. and to the people that count on you 
to make sure that you do certain things. Like, you know, you have to keep yourself safe so that you can stay on the planet. But also, let's say you don't even care about anybody else and screw it, I'm gonna send caution to the wind. It's less painful to catch things early and be proactive about it than to wait until you're you're just so far gone. And one of the things that my father modeled for me is that, you know, he didn't go to the doctor for a long time. They He had his little thing on his glasses. He had the, you know, the thing, and it was digging into his nose. And my, we found like, dad, dude, go to the, get your eyes checked. So when they got his eye checked, they found hemorrhaging behind the eyes. So getting your eyes checked also very important because your eyes can tell you a lot. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need, I can see, I'm fine. You need to get your eyes checked every year too, because your eyes can tell you a lot of things about your health. Well, they found hemorrhaging behind their eyes and thought it could be diabetes and ended up being lymphoma. From that moment to the moment my father died 12 years later, he was on his healthcare like flypaper. You know, he did all the things and, you know, it, that's how we should be from the very get-go. I don't know whether we would have found my father's lymphoma sooner or not, maybe, but if he had gotten a, a physical every year, we might've found it sooner and had more time, right? So, you know, going to, you, if you have a, you know, I tell guys, do you have a fancy car or a motorcycle or some kind of machinery that you love? And they, and usually a lot of guys have something that mechanical they love. I go, do you change the oil? Yep. Do you, do you, you know, have your fluids checked when you get your oil changed? Clean the spark you know? plugs. Clean it up. Yep. Yeah. So you are your own vehicle, literally. Right. And so this is like part of self-care, self-responsibility. And also when you're taking care of yourself in this way, it increases your self-esteem. Right. Because it's just like if you get into someone's car and I'm sorry if you're one of those people out there. I can tell a lot about a person when I get in their car and it's filthy. I'm not saying you have, you have to have a car like mine that is squeaky clean and looks as new as the day I return it as the day I bought it. You don't have to be a perfectionist about it. But, you know, it, if you don't take care of your things and take care of yourself, then you don't feel like you're valuable of nice things and having a good life. And, and you know, that's for other people. Well, well when you take care of yourself and your things, it's say it again. I said it's the chaos. If you see if like if you're if you're in the chaos, the car's chaotic, you know, papers wrappers, cups, mm -hmm. whatever, the, debris, or your house, your room, your office, whatever. If that's how it is, that's internally how you're feeling as well. So that's, oh, yeah. it's, it's what, you know, part of people, the mental hygiene. it's a mental hygiene yeah. thing yeah. that's leaking out. I call it leaking out. Your, if your car looks like that, your house looks like that, or your room looks like that or whatever, that's speaking to who and how you feel about yourself. And it's sending that message to the world. And it's like, well, somewhere in there, you have to figure out that, and so many people live like that. I see people all the time like that. Um, that You're taking care of yourself takes time and right. it takes, um, you know, like people say, well, I haven't got time to cook or I don't like to cook or I don't like, you know, to right. go out and so it's easier to buy fast food and it's all part of the self care thing and learning how to make eating enjoyable. Right. So we've talked an awful lot about like control and what you should and shouldn't do and but you know, put down, set the table. Okay. With a napkin and a placemat and a cup and, and choose colorful foods because we're research, plenty of research has been done that presentation means everything. If there's a restaurant here called Mastro's, I think you have one in Boston too. When you go to Mastro's, you walk in, all the waiters are dressed up, that the, the table is immaculate, that they put the, they make sure that the fork is, is square when they put it down on the table. You know, it's, it's a very, um, I think it's, I think Kim's frozen. Am I frozen? Are you guys still there? 
Where'd you go? Oh, no. Great things, but we went down. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I think I'm still. I think I'm still on. Actually, it's still ticking. So that's hilarious. So Kim is on the phone, and uh, do you want? Do you want me to log in and log back out again, or are we good? What do you want her to do, Lou? <laughs> it's the Michelle show, right? I think whatever you were just saying is probably amazing, and so uh, while you, ha Well, you're on speakerphone right now, so you can wrap it up with me. So uh, I'm going to turn the volume up. So, you know, I, I, what we were talking about when, when Kim and Lou got disconnected was um, about taking good care of yourself also means that making your life special. Okay. So celebrate yeah. your life, set the table, get the nice napkins, you know, dress up, you know, you know, wear crazy things on your head if you wanted to, to kind of make sure you're, take care of yourself. It's all about self-care. And also celebrating life and food and your body and taking care. This is all not work. This is supposed to be in joy, you know? So if you're not enjoying eating, um, you know, Google cool recipes. Like, you know, find call your aunt and ask about the family recipe they had and see how you can modify it to make it healthier. Maybe if it's crazy, like my aunt is lots of cheese and, and sugar and stuff. But, you know, see if you can find a way to get a, a way to make food enjoyable and celebrate, you know, life with, um, setting the table and getting dressed up. So I'm really happy that I had an opportunity to, you know, jump on here with Kim and, uh, Kim, do you want to say anything? I, I do actually. Well, I just wanted to promote you, Michelle, to say that, you know, if you want to talk to Michelle and you want to have a consult with her, um, she has choosehealthychange.com and she, and if you go to let's talk dot choosehealthychange.com um, and you can arrange to, to have a consult with her and she'll work with you and also set up a plan. You don't have to live in Scottsdale where she is. She can help you remotely. She follows you along and she does a great program and planning for you. So uh, that would be great. And it's up on the bottom of the screen. If you can still, anyone out there can still see it. If you can't, Lou will put up the two uh uh, graphics that I sent him this morning for Michelle's business for her um, if you want to get a hold of her and, and do any work but we will have Michelle back on and so thankful and grateful to have Michelle jump in on short notice and do a great job as she always says to help me out because we are always uh, moving forward and trying to get people motivated and healthy and fit so um, but Michelle thank you so much for being here I love you so much so glad to have you back in my life and um and i hope for you the wonderful christmas and new year and and lou you too you too lou <laughs> you too lou <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, oh there you are look it <laughs> you're back we can say goodbye in person oh, that's awesome that was the most bizarre thing it was like a glitch it was the way to pivot yeah my computer just crashed on this end. So. Oh, good. That's hilarious. Well, I'll get to go back and listen. I could tell that whatever you were saying during that 45 seconds looked amazing. Because it was <laughs> I'm going to make sure I go back and listen to it. because I repeated myself. It was just about making sure that you present food um, in a way that makes it fun to eat. Awesome. 
Well, yeah. well, everyone have fun to eat this weekend and enjoy yourselves and make good choices. And mwah, out in Scottsdale, have a great day. Honey. Merry Christmas. I love you guys. And um, I'm really grateful you're back in my life too. And I, and I love the work that you're doing. You're helping a lot of people. So and you too. Mwah. See you later. Bye.